Good morning. Oh, that's a throwback. <gasps> I haven't said good morning for a while. How long? How oh, long I've, long I've just been, been bursting. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning, I want to say good morning. <laughs> how, how do you feel today? Bit a bit headachey? Uh, migrainey, yeah. Yeah, but the, the the hangover from the fast is, is all dealt with now. Oh yeah, that no, that was all right yesterday. That yeah. was all dealt with. It's just yeah, the the time of my month. At yeah, because we we still didn't eat much yesterday. Yeah, no, that's fine. I usually don't have a much of an appetite, which some might say is not good, but I don't. Yeah, so it doesn't it didn't really bother me, but it was enough. Like I had kale um, halfway through the day for lunch, so. <laughs> Kale is just what a what a saviour that is. Uh, that is an excellent segue. Actually, speaking of kale, you did a meditation yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that because that was really fascinating, and it, was it, really it almost illuminated potentially something very very uh, uh, poignant and and uh, relevant for us, but was cut short prematurely, right at right at the climactic moment. What? Your meditation. Yeah. By phone call. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. But prior to that, you'd been having some kind of trippy as DMT-like meditative experience. Yeah, I was. Not that I can advocate for anything about DMT. I've, I've got no <laughs> idea. I've never done that. <laughs> You've just heard people say so. I've never smoked a cigarette, let alone DMT. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I, I did my reading in the morning and it was all leading to meditation do a meditation it's time to go introspection just go lay down and take it easy and not every like I always want that to be my reading most of the mornings so I was kind of excited but it's really weird like sometimes I'm like I just want to sit and meditate but then it's like today no that's not the day to do it but you want your readings to tell you to sit down and meditate no like to have that permission Right. To be able to meditate for a long period of time. Like okay. every single card was literally like move inward. Go, like it was like, because I was like, what am I to do today? And it was like meditate. And I meditated for like how long was it? It was like nearly A fair hours. while. Yeah, it was but, a fair while. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was actually really cool. So I opened up my Akashic Records and got comfy. Maya, obviously these days just loves when I'm meditating. She just shares It's weird. She turns into a different cat when you're meditating. Honestly, like she sits on me. She, she doesn't sit on you, like no. on anybody. No. She's a very independent, I keep to myself. I like, she's a, she's a very catty cat. She's not, she's not a cat that like, needs. shocked me. Yeah. Like I, when I had my first session with a client and I had to ground myself, I laid down. She came and sat on me and slept with me and helped me ground. She doesn't, this yeah, she cat, doesn't do that. I don't, remember because the other week, so just segueing, um, I, I I said, why do we have my, like, I understand like Mushu for me was, it really helped me during the lockdowns and, you know, he was a healer in that sense. But when, when the, with this cat, I'm like, I don't know why Maya is in our life. She was also a rescue. She was also a rescue. She came to us and I saw her and I said, she's our cat. And I have no idea why, but she's our cat. So I saw her at the mechanic. Someone had abandoned her at the mechanic when I took yeah. my car in. And so... Yeah, and you're yeah. like, come and see this cat. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't I don't really want to see a cat because I'm not a cat person. And, well, and then I know, came out and she was just like loving all around. And a little over 12 months later, here she is grooming herself right beside you while we oh. podcast. <laughs> Anyway, so she was there sitting next to me. I was yeah. getting comfy and I settled in. And I, what did I ask? I wasn't really sure what I wanted to ask. I was like, I've just been asked to lay down and meditate. And I'm really happy about it because I wasn't really sure what to focus on in specifically. 
so I wanted like, okay, what, what do I want guidance on? And it was mostly about my, um, the commission and how to finish it or how can I, um, learn more skills or where do I need to look or how do I get some sort of creative wisdom? And so I, I went in and I opened my Akashic records and then all of a sudden, like it was, it was just a different space. It wasn't my usual, like, um, happy place that I kind of go to my like sacred visual visualization that I go to that holds, um, that usually my, um, it's really cool. It's like this, like oasis, beautiful, like it's like kind of a fountain and then there's a, not fountain, a waterfall, beautiful body of water, crystal clear, obviously with like beautiful magical fish that don't exist. Um, <laughs> and then there's a forest and then there's beautiful lush grass. Like it's everything. It's like heaven. It's, it's amazing. But this, and then my, um, my council of light and my spirit team are all like all around in different areas which is really cool, but it's like, yep. But today it wasn't, no, yesterday it wasn't. I was in like a crystal, like a quartz, and I was inside it and there was space in it. It was kind of like, and around me was the facets all around. And I was like, this is interesting. So I got the facets of my life or that's how I kind of saw it. And I'm like, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it. This is really cool. I, I could not have made it up. And I'm standing there and I'm looking around and each facet had something, but there was one in particular when I turned around to my left it was like this cre- the creative facet because that's what I was asking for. So I kind of... Yeah, what, what was your intention for the meditation? I'm not sure. I like... Oh, you just wanted... You were just meditating at this point. I, no, no. At this point, I was like, I need for my creativity. Oh, it was for the commission. Right, yeah, right, it was right. The commission, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even generally in creativity, yeah. I'm like, how can I just bring in more knowledge? How can I utilize my creative talents better in a way? Like, just teach me more about that. And as I went in, uh, as I went toward the facet... Um, if you've seen Alice in Wonderland uh, through the looking glass, Alice through the looking glass, when she goes through the looking glass, she goes through the mirror and she, it was kind of like that. But a, a, a couple of things happened. First, I was like, I spun and then went into it kind of like, um, what do you call it? Like some dramatic, like cartoon faint where you're like, ah, like you're 360 <laughs> and then fall. No, oh. um, it was, <laughs> no, it was, um, uh, what apparate like when you apparate right. in Harry Potter, it was kind of like that, but like slow motion as well. When you apparate in Harry Potter, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just played it yesterday. It's probably why. Um, and then I kind of like moved through it, and then all of a sudden I was seeing on the floor as I was walking. Um, instead of it like lighting up on the floor, which you know happens all the time, there was watercolor. The watercolor, like kind of, as soon as I stepped, watercolor would be like. Shoo, like like oh it was really cool as you're stepping water the ripples it was watercolor like kind of stain moving through it and then all of a sudden there was like this paint of all sorts ink and everything just kind of flowing all around me and I'm like this is the coolest place I have ever been to like it wasn't even like it wasn't even a location it was just the fact that I was in and amongst art and creativity so I kept moving and then there was a, a guide one of my teachers or there was a teacher there and I was asking questions and that kind of thing and then we had that moment and then I was in there for a little bit and kind of asking to be kind of given creative uh, tools or wisdom or insight or something or just telling me where to go to guide me in the physical like inspiration world. inspiration yeah. um, where to look and what to try most of it was like trust and take a deep breath and trust and I was like okay it's like what do I do how can I and it was like just take a deep breath I'm like okay so I took a deep breath and that, that was that whole scenario. I went for a little while and then I went back into the, into the quartz 
And then all of a sudden I had this urge to dance, like to do contemporary dancing because I love, I love dancing. And um, all of a sudden I just started to move. And because what I was listening to was like, it was music. There was just like this drumming. It was really cool. And so I was just allowing myself to flow and I could feel like in my body, my physical body, I could feel the cells all moving and it was really cool. And I kept going and going and going. And then all of a sudden I dived into another facet, which was like water. Cause I had already done kind of, I was in the, I was kind of embracing and I think it was like in some sort of like gratitude and just this freedom that I had in this, in this crystal, in this gem or whatever it was that I was just able to be myself. And so I was just like kind of allowing me to flow and move energy in my body and just embrace who I was at that right now. And in, in, in my fast, in my crystal, in me, in my, whatever it was. And then for some reason, I just wanted to be in water. And then I looked over and there was a facet of just water and I fell into it. I dived and it was kind of like a Pocahontas dive off the cliff, if you remember. Not you, but just generally people, if they remember. Oh, good, because I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and she dived and I was just diving, 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 diving. But I didn't realize that I was diving. I was already in the water, like as I was diving. So I wasn't out of the water. I was in it the whole time. And then I flowed. And then, of course, I turned into a mermaid. And... <laughs> 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 and then it was kind of like half and half like I was a mermaid and then I was human I was like my like I could spread my legs and then I could like bend them together and then it was so weird the whole body thing was just it was, I'm like I'm just going with it because this is epic <laughs> so I kept flowing and flowing and flowing and then I was swimming with sharks which was really unusual and this like I had this like affection, this beautiful, just loving, uh, like dance with the sharks, which was really unusual because usually I'm not a shark person. <laughs> and and then there was like a killer whale, and then there were whales, and then there were dolphins, and then all of a sudden I'm like, yep, this is, and everything kind of like faded out. And then I kept swimming, and I'm like, I feel a beach that's just ahead of me. And then I moved, and then I could just flowed to the beach, and then I went out, and obviously whole mermaid thing was over and <laughs> I was on the beach and then I started to dance in the sand and I started to dance in the sand and the sun it was just beautiful and warm and it was like this tropical island it was just fabulous I know it was an island it was just a beach um and there was a beautiful forest and I was dancing 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 and then you appeared and then we were dancing and then we had a moment and then all of a sudden something kind of came to me and I'm like oh, what do our children look like or where are our children and then I asked, I'm like, how many children do we have? And you see these three little kids just running around the corner. Oh my God, they were so cute. I was just like, my heart melted just seeing them and their faces. And they're just like, like just the pure joy of these things. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And they're running and running, running, running. And there was one little boy, he came first. And then there was um, another uh, two kids. It was like a a boy and a girl and the boy's helping the little girl and like, come on, come on, come on, it's Mama Tata, let's go. Did you get twins vibe from them or was one the boy older than There's the girl? There's a potential, but I'm not sure. It could be a boy-girl twin or, yeah, I, or it could be the boys are twins or we just have three children that are all individuals. So I'm not really sure yet. <clears throat> that's kind of changing. The first time I, I asked was like we're having twin boys, but then that's kind of it, – it's still possible, so I'm not sure. Um, And then – Oh, what happened after that? And then we had another kind of scenario. And then and then I asked a question about where do we go next? And then I get a phone from call. Here, from where from we are here, right now. From here. And I'm like, okay, well, now that we're here, because I'm like, wait, is this our home? Because we're obviously here. Like you're here and then the kids are here and then there's a house. 
and it was a beautiful house oh my gosh it was on the beach and it was stunning and it was just it was like a it was a place that we are in like it's not it wasn't it wasn't an impossible kind of vision oh, i know the mermaid thing was but <laughs> 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 this it, it really did change it really did change obviously yeah, that's okay. just something i had to go through um but no the only reason why i say that is because the, the first vision I had the years ago when I first meditated, I was talked about, was it yesterday or the day before, was that my angel took me over water and we flowed, um, we flew like over the water and under the water and then we were like spinning and then like, and then going to a land and going to land on a boat, on a beach and there was a house there and that's when she told me to go in and... Was it, was it a similar house, same house? I think it was, I didn't like fully see it, but I knew it was there. And it wasn't, it wasn't like a ridiculous looking house, something that was just totally like unreal. It was very much there. It was home. That's what I felt. There was, was such a home vibe there because you were there already. Like you were there and so were the kids and then the home. And then I'm like, is this our, is this our space? Because I'm like, I've been wanting to go, I'm wanting to live at the beach or with a body of water or something. But the beach thing keeps coming up. So... I'm sitting there and then I'm like, okay, like, is this real? And then all of a sudden, like, you guys were playing and I sat there and I said, where do we go to from here, from, from, from here where we're at in this space that we've manifested? Where do we go from here? And then, like, location kind of happened, came, but it was, it was like Buller. I'm like, mm, no. Like, because I knew it was like, it didn't come, like, the way because I said, show me, but it was like a feeling and I knew something was wrong. And I'm like, no, that doesn't, not because I didn't want it, but I'm like, that doesn't feel right. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, no, what? And then all of a sudden another location came and I'm like, that doesn't, it still doesn't, I don't, that's impossible. It does not like, that's not our place. I'm like, What is that? And then all of a sudden I get a phone call. The phone starts ringing, which is weird because it, my phone was on silent and I don't understand why I even got that phone call. And I could hear the tune and I look over and that person, it was their location. And it, they were, and I'm like, so. So it's like somehow you, you picked up on their energy before they called you. And yeah. when you asked where the location was, it was showing you the, basically their location. It was an interruption. History. It was like a, yeah. like a signal interruption. And I was like, oh, so close. It's so interesting. So I found that so fascinating because it's like, obviously, obviously there's, there's something, something to it all. You know, yeah. the fact that that came to you when all of a sudden the phone, a phone rang, it's like, I was, holy shit. We, I there's such subtleties in this human experience yeah. like that. Like we're so connected to everything that, that interruption, you, you, you kind of, Picked up on that interruption just before it happened. It wasn't even, it was like, because you know when sometimes when you know, when like you just think of someone and all of a sudden they call. Or when, you know, when you have that sense or you feel like, oh, you know, someone pops up into your head and then you get the message or something. Like it's that, that's the subtlety, that's energy. That's that's how connected we are. That we are, that's, that's us being a part of one. And And it fucking had to happen right when you asked that question. (laughs) So annoying. I was I was pretty pissed about it. I was probably more. You pissed. were pissed <laughs> when you were I telling know. me about it. I was like, ah, ah. and you're like, and then the phone. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And um, I tried to go back in. Does that is that is that also a thing though? Even that in itself was that interruption a necessary thing because we're not supposed to know? Yeah, I think my angels. I all I I sensed that they were like, relax. Look what I've just shown you. Why do they show you five steps ahead, but they don't show you the next one? It's <laughs> know, ridiculous. Right? <sighs> it is. It, I was just it's like just dangling a carrot. It's just like yeah. You're just, <laughs> Come and get it. I'm like, I get it. I get it. And I'm, it's not to say that I'm not, I don't, I don't care that I don't, okay. Don't tell me like what time frame and whatever. Like, I don't care. What, what was more important to me was, is there something that I can do to bring it like closer? Do I need to look in a certain direction? Like change the direction of where I'm looking so that I can do something about it. Not over, overdo it and not to do more. But to move my energy toward that. This is one of those um, difficult things with time, right? Where you think that because you perhaps know where you're going next, you can refine your focus to that. But the actual way that you achieve that, achieve like getting there, probably does not result from you focusing on it. It results from you focusing somewhere else and then it comes up spontaneously as part of that focus. It's like you're not when you're not expecting. That's usually when this sort of stuff happens. Yeah. You know, my mate. I was talking to him last night, and he said we were, we were talking a little bit about um, sort of the, some of the spiritual, energetic stuff. And he said that oh, he, he was asking how basically we're going with our situation. And I said, yeah, like we've just been, you know, given a time extension here, basically. And you know, I'm like, something's going to happen. You know, something will happen at the end of it. I'm sure. And he basically said, yeah, well, where he's settled down, he did not. He was not thinking about building a house there until he went and visited uh, uh, shit, uh, his wife's mum, I think he said. Yeah, right. Yeah, they went and visited a, a, a relative and then they're like, oh, we like this place. And then they build, now, now they're living there. Now they've built a That's house crazy, there. That's yeah. crazy, you know? And it's like it's usually when you're not looking in that direction, you get something happens. Something. You get led there, right? And, and, I, and if you started focusing on getting somewhere, then you're like, you'll probably miss the actual opportunity that would have occurred. Yeah. You know, it's probably why you can't be told this sort of yeah, information. Yeah, and they know that. Like, I know that they know that because obviously they're a lot smarter than we are because we're human. I'm limited. Um, but because, you know, we want it so much. And, of course, you know, I can try and try. But, yeah, that was definitely an interruption that had to happen. But also it led to – because I kind of got triggered – I got triggered and I needed, I started to get really frustrated. Not only the fact that that happened and that we missed out on finding it, I was just so fucking close. But I was triggered by a previous emotion. I was by a previous situation that I haven't fully resolved within myself, which I thought I had, but obviously I haven't. Um, and it really got me thinking. And I sat down and done cards and everything and it was just like, just not like the, the all the energy was off. It was like tension and like missing the point and conflict. Because and- I thought you were really frustrated with me because simultaneously I was trying to upload the podcast and the internet was the absolute worst it's been yesterday. It took me, where I said Podbean would take, you know, sometimes five minutes. It took over three, three hours yesterday to actually upload to Podbean. And then uh, yesterday, last night, it finally started getting better. With but Rumble, I didn't even finish uploading to Rumble till after eight o'clock. That was crazy. It was ridiculous. So I was just getting Mercury really retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting so frustrated. Finishes today, thank God. I was getting so frustrated with the Podbean thing because it would it would be uploading and then it would get nearly the entire way to finish and then we just restart. The upload would just restart. 
I was. It was. He did that like four times, and I was getting so angry about it. So I thought that you were picking. You'd come from that meditation, and you were in a sort of space. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh, and then and then I thought that I'd polluted the space that you were in because I was getting so frustrated (laughs) with with this fucking internet connection. Um. No, that was a little later on. Like you were right. It was affecting me, but I was also like. Just let him, this is his, it's not mine, it's not mine, it's not mine. I've already got, like, I've got enough at the moment. Like, I'm getting triggered and I need to deal with something. So, yeah, no, that wasn't the whole thing. But I was like, okay, no, I can deal with it because it's yours and it's been a few days and I know how you need to handle it, things too. So it wasn't really your fault. I still have to have control, you know, over me. And that it's a good it's a good for me to learn bound, how to set my bound my energetic boundaries. Yeah, that's that's so, it. I'm just I'm just testing you. That's all that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Um <laughs> so no, I was in reading and there was like this tension and conflict and you're missing the point and and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, I'm missing the point. I'm missing the point. I'm focusing and I'm putting blame elsewhere instead of taking responsibility for myself and my discomfort. So then it turned into me really asking myself, what am I doing? What am I still holding on to? No, that's right. After that, I picked up Jordan Peterson's book and I finished the chapter that I was reading. Don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. And um, I... In that book, he was talking about, is there something you can fix? Um, no, what what's the problem? Is there something around you that needs fixing? Um, can you fix it? And are you willing to? Okay, I'm like, okay, yes, this is the problem. And then I said, and then I was like, can I fix it? And then really it was like, no, not, not in the entire, I cannot fix the entire situation because there are other people involved. And it's not even my it's a problem anyway. It's just, and then I'm like, then are you willing to, to fix it? I'm like, I am willing, but I can't fix that situation, but I can change how I am in it. So then I had to get up. I got off, off the couch and I was walking around a little bit, but I'm like, nah, I'll go outside. And I got the point. I was like, okay, okay, how, what is it that's triggering me? Why am I getting so angry? Why is all this old shit coming up again? All these old feelings coming up. Uh, obviously, I have to come up. Obviously, there's there's something for me to recognize here within me to let go so we can move fucking forward because I'm still holding on to the past and a past version of me that is very angry, that is very disappointed, that is um, all these things. I'm like, I don't really feel that way, but there is something within me still that's holding on to it. So I'm walking around and going, what could I do? Um, what could I do about this? And I was like, okay, well, I need to take responsibility for this feeling right now. So what do I need? I need to come to acceptance that I actually have no control over this situation. I have to, oh God, Maya just um, shut in her box. That stinks. Sorry. So I had to come to terms with and accept that this is not mine to fix. This whole situation, the only thing I can do is change the way I am in it and give the responsibility back to where it belongs and that I I value something very it, it's very high up there it's nearly nearly my number one but it's not because you're my number one um, <laughs> but in terms of like what I value it's I value something so strongly that isn't that high up in theirs. And I have to come to terms with that. 
and I have to accept that I can't do anything and I have to accept that everyone has their own divine timing and that this situation is out of my hands and I had to release it. As I understand, it's when you, especially when you're dealing with, um, with, with close relations, it's very difficult when you do have such high values and especially when you try and, when you do the best you can to embody those values and then when the other, you know, the, the other person or, or group don't, they don't uh, either, they don't embody those values, but that those values aren't even seem, don't even seem to be a, a part of their scope of awareness mm. at all. Mm. And so they don't actually recognize what you're doing. And so what you value and how, how you carry yourself isn't actually recognized for what it is perhaps. And that's kind of, that can come off as feeling like a rejection of you mm. if it's if it's like a complete ignorance of your values it's and you're embodying your values it's like an ignorance of you and who you are and, and why you're doing anything that you're doing yeah and it can be quite it can be quite difficult to overcome yeah I, I do feel that sense of rejection that um sense of like <laughs> like not not being seen like I, I can deal with that but that rejection from something that I've worked so hard for and built within me and that I like live and I embody it. Yeah. It hurts. Cause then one of the, one of the, the things that you've got to really be careful about and, and conscious of is that that feeling of external rejection, obviously there's nothing you can do about it, mm-hmm. right? You, you can't adjust it. You, you, you can't, like you said, you can't prevent or alter others beliefs or others thoughts or what they're doing. So you kind of just have to deal with it yourself and you've got to make sure or be careful that you don't turn that sense of external rejection internally in order to deal with it and then start to, you know, like hold some sort of inner rejection of yourself as, as a kind of repressed or suppressed notion. Well, that's it. Or, and then that ultimately turn into some form of resentment mm-hmm. too. Resentment for yourself, resentment for those around you. And that's why I wanted to stop that. I wanted to stop that resent from, resentment from building because it was happening. I'm like, I, I don't though. I, I don't resent anyone. I know that I am not in control of everyone and I can't help everyone and I can't fix everything. And I've been in a position um, where I, I ha- the pressure has been put on me to, to fix a few things and it's been just not possible. And I've known that they're not possible, but a lot of pressure has been put on me for a long time, most of my life, that was unconscious, obviously. It wasn't something that was um, done on purpose, but there is a pressure put on put on me that I actually have to break from now because I can't. I can't live up to that. I can't live up to that expectation. It's because it's not, it's, it's not possible. I can't fix every people. It's, it's like for me to understand and know that I, I am the only person who can uh, – take responsibility for my life and fix my life you can't fix me you can try as much as you want but i ultimately have um the the ultimate decision being like yes i do or no i don't and there's there's power in that the free will i still have i still get to choose if i want to want to change or not like no one it's like that's why i i really don't if, if i believe that if i believe that only I am responsible. Only I can take responsibility for everything in my life and change my life for the better, or for or for worse, for better or for worse. It is in my hands, and it is in, in within me. Then I too have to accept that there are no there is no exception for for anyone else, in particular. Everyone is in their own responsibility. 
everyone their responsibilities in their hands and in their minds and in their decisions and in their energy fields and in them it's not it's not something that is an exception just because you love people and you want to help them and you know that you can help them and you're going to keep trying it just doesn't fucking work that way and i have to really come to terms with i can't doesn't mean that i don't want to but i can't because well, there's only so much you can do. You've got to want the interaction. If you don't want... It's the same thing if someone wants to give you advice, right? Mm. Unsolicited advice is one of the most frustrating things that you can encounter, mm. right? Mm. How many times have we received unsolicited advice? Yeah. It's one of the most frustrating things ever because it's like, I never asked you. Yeah. I never asked you for an opinion. I never asked you for your advice on this matter. You don't know me. my situation because you haven't asked and yet you're trying to give me advice on how I should be. Yeah. So it's like, but it's it's the same kind of thing when it comes to healing and health. You know, if you if no if someone actually doesn't want to be healed, you know, because I think that's, that's 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 something that I think is actually taken for granted a lot of the time is mm. that we just assume that we want to be healed. Yeah. We just assume we don't want to be in pain or suffering. We just assume that though, that no one no one actually wants to suffer and be in pain. But mm. I think people fall in love with their suffering. It becomes a part. part of their identity. It does become a part of their identity, and so I think it's actually when you get so used to it. That's why even with my nose, it's not the easiest thing to shake because it's something that I've, it's become so part of who I am yeah. that getting rid of it is not simply a matter of, of you know, uh, just, just, just switching a mindset or anything like that. It's deeper than that. Yeah. It's more than that. It's the same thing with my ear. Yeah. I'm half deaf in my left ear. It's the same thing. It's like it's chronic. I've, I haven't known life without, with full hearing. I haven't known a life with it. So yeah, it's very hard to shake. And so it's and so actually the concept of being ready to heal, I think, is significantly larger than when we give it credit for. Mm. Because it, it is it is a whole body and consciousness like matter. It's something that you actually have to be all in on yeah. in order to heal. And I think that's actually something so much bigger than we we can comprehend a lot of the time. And mm. that's why for the most part we don't heal. You know, let alone, you know, ask, even asking to heal, yeah, no. you know, and if, if no one's wanting to, if you're not wanting to heal, then, you know, all the healers in the world aren't going to do anything for you if you're not open to it. Mm. And I think that's ultimately what you had to, what you sort of had to come to, yeah. especially, especially with family. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time people just want to support you because, you know, they care about you and they love you and they want to see yeah. you do well. But when it comes to actually what you're doing in your field of interest, which is trying to help people move through things and, and, and whatnot. If they're not ready to, well, then your 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 service is going to be completely wasted. And it's a waste of time because then I'm not getting results that I want or the results that I'm can be getting, and that's why I've what I have to do is really surrender and wait for for the people to come to me and people to ask me because I've I've tried the oh I do this would you like this would you like a reading would you I'll only ask if if it's at a point where I'm in my intuition, he said, ask, it's time. But if, if it's not that and I'm only doing it because I either feel like I can fix them or which is very common through healers, everyone, you know, especially you want to, you want to heal everyone. When you, when you learn that you have an ability that you, you actually have healing abilities, it, it, it isn't like, yeah, it's cool to begin with, but oh my God. When, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, like I, and it's it's that that divineness because it's like as soon as you feel that divine true true divine that runs through your cells and your body and your veins and everything, you 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 see the potential everywhere, and that's something that I and it's also it's a it's not a curse but it feels that pressure to hold back and allow and to flow with 
like keep moving through it. I keep moving as a healer, but not pushing and not forcing. Like I know that I'm going to be doing something. I'm going to be doing work that I can't even fathom right now. I, I, because of, because I know what I'm, what I'm capable of. I've seen miracles happen in front of my eyes and I can't unsee that. And if, and they were just, you know, so, so somewhat like little, little things. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I can see these things and I can, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, if this is me now, and if I keep going and I'm mastering something, then I, I, I can't imagine. I'm just, I can't put that pressure though on my. And to get, to get to those types of eventualities too, though, you need to practice that discernment. Like you said, everything. Yeah. When you're a hammer, everything is a nail. When you're, when, when you're of a certain mind, when you have a conviction, everything becomes sort of subservient to that conviction, right? You, there's potential everywhere for it. And the true discernment comes in your ability to say yes or no to certain things within it, mm. to be able to determine, okay, yes, I mean, it all it all could serve it. It's all a part of it. You could heal everyone, right? But is healing everyone actually going to get you to where you want to go? Exactly. And the answer mm. is, well, no. You no, have to be able to know which nails need hitting yep. and which nails need to be, to be yanked out. <laughs> You know, yeah. sometimes you've got to flip the hammerhead around and pull mm. the nail out. The nail yeah. might be bent and it, and it does it serves no purpose in that piece of timber. Yeah. But also, you know, some nails are just ready, not ready to go in. And and you've got to be able to say yes and no. Not every opportunity that comes your way is an opportunity to say yes to. No, you know, and, and this true, is something yeah. that comes, that's that's become painfully apparent to me, especially in, in, you know, my more recent experiences is that there's a belief that it's almost like if an opportunity comes your way, if, if something comes to you, basically that seems to serve some kind of end of yours it's not necessarily an opportunity to say yes you've got to be incredibly discerning about where it is that you're going and what energy you're trying to you're putting it you're you're allowing into your decision making process because sometimes the 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 opportunities to say no because opportunities to say no are just as powerful as, as some powerful. opportunities to say yes. I absolutely and a no and, a, and an opportunity to say no is sometimes so will further you so much more than will saying yes to that thing. Mm. Sometimes being being a yes man can be entirely detrimental. Yeah, you can't you can't just say yes so to everything. Common, yeah, like what are you? Who are you? I'm still trying to figure out who and what I am. You know, in nearly all areas of my life. Yeah. You know, I'm I don't, I'm still young. I still feel like I'm so ignorant to a lot of things. And, you know, at least of all how I write and who I am as a writer, but not every opportunity that comes my way is going to be an opportunity to say yes to. And we've learned that yes. in this in this time that mm-hmm. we're trying to establish something, build something for ourselves. If we had have said yes to everything, then then I don't think we'd be halfway towards where we are right now. No. You know, if we had said no to everything, obviously the same deal. Well, my art still would have been in the garden center. It would be. You know? And it would not have, yeah. And, and, and so it's it's about f- being able to I don't know finding the confidence finding something in yourself that you like having faith in something in yourself strongly enough that you can support it with saying yes to the right things but also by saying no to the right things too. And this is where um, human design really helped me because I've had trouble to kind of figure out what's yes and no. Not no, I've I've known what I should say yes to and what I shouldn't say no to. There are things that I do know, but I say yes anyway, or I say no, or you know, in the, for the wrong reasons. And um, what human design helped me with is because I have a sacral, um, sacral authority. I think it is. Um, what happens is 
I, I have a, a yes and no pull. If it's not a, if it's a full bodied yes, it's a yes. If it's an uh uh or a no or a not or like a uh, it's a not yet or a no. Actually practicing that over the last few months have ha, has totally changed my my decision making. And I know that when I say no, something better comes along for that person or for that opportunity. I get redirected in a different direction, or they do. I think we spoke about this early on, anyway. Um, when it came to helping um, our friend clean the house, our very first episode, episode. yeah. And it was like, how it's like, we're not, we said no to, to that because you know what? We have always said yes, because we're polite because we can, we are, we're reliable. We're reliable for, for things like that. But the thing is, it's like, just because we're reliable, I don't want everyone to know that we are reliable for every single thing. That even if it doesn't even relate to us, it's like oh they'll figure it out, they'll do it. Reliable can, or even available. Or available, yeah, available and both, both, yeah. It's like at the moment I'm not available. We're not available because this is there is something that needs our attention. Like it's a high priority for us. If we move our um, focus in another direction right now, we could lose all the growth that we have done and everything that we have made and built up until this point. And one of the, the things is on that too is that if we if we move our focus elsewhere, our priority still remains the same, right? So we've got high priority X, mm-hmm. and that's going to be that's where our focus is right now. But if if an op- if something comes up, an opportunity becomes available for us to then to then be in situation Y, then we're going to be we're going to take ourselves away from X and move to Y, but still be thinking about X. Yeah. So we're not going to be in Y focusing on Y. We're going to be in Y thinking about X. And so that's like when we're, when we show up in these certain circumstances and situations, well, we're clearly not being authentic to that situation. We're not giving ourselves to that situation. We're faking it in a sense, right? We're, we're, we're putting across a version of ourselves, like a facade of ourselves in that situation that can, I I guess, help us to navigate that particular situation, but it's not real because Mm -hmm. the, our, the real, the, the real, internal focus that we have is somewhere entirely different that's it and so it's where our heart wants to be and so i feel as though you know what, what kind of disservice that is to situation why that we're in why faking it mm. and you that's when you practice inauthenticity and that, that's being incredibly inauthentic and mm. i think that that it's it's not a uh selfish it's i think that's selfish mm. i it's we get accustomed to, I guess, selfishness being this, this like focus on, on yourself above, before all else. And it's like, I, I just don't like that view of selfishness because I think it's, how do you get anything done mm. if, you, if you don't actually focus and devote yourself to something that you've set your attention and aim for? Or even your own well-being. If you know it's not going to be healthy for you, if you know that you're in a, a stressful headspace and you're going to put yourself in a position where it was either created there or that's going to create more mental stress, why would you do that? Why would you make create harm to you just to serve others? Just to say that I showed up and I'm here, like, you know, it just creates more stress. You don't want to be there. You can't be there. It's not good for your health. There's a, there's a dissonance in those situations where you, you show up because you feel you know, obligated to yeah. uh, or you feel you have a duty to, but you show up but your focus is elsewhere. That I feel as though that's actually a situation in which you're probably more selfish because you're you're there out of obligation. You're there and what's the obligation to for the mm. most part, right? If you if you go to a, put yourself People in a certain please. situation... <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. What's the obligation that you feel you have? What mm-hmm. duty do you have to that situation in order to be there? Because you don't want to be there because you want to be somewhere else. Yeah. That's where your heart lies, like we said. But if you put yourself in this situation, you're, you're, you're kind of, you, you have to, that dissonance kind of, the only way that you can try and bring that dissonance into some sort of resonance is to fake being there. It's to create a facade while you're being there and pretend like you're enjoying it. But that facade is being, it, it kind of, it, it glosses over or it covers over where your heart truly lies. And that creates some kind of level of internal resentment. Mm-hmm. And so you're there fulfilling this obligation completely out of resentment. Yeah. And and then what? And that resentment is there because you don't want to be there. And so you're going to perhaps become very passive aggressive or you're going to passively exhibit signs of resentment towards that situation that you're in. Because it's because it's not where you want to be. And is there anything more selfish to that situation than obviously being there, but focusing on something that you yourself would rather be in? Yeah. Are you better off saying no to begin with so that you can actually continue to be in a situation and put yourself in a situation where you actually are authentic and real to it? And then when you're able to, then go into situation Y so that you can be there and dedicate yourself to the situation and not feel that passive resentment bubble Cause, up. Because that resentment, you bring that into the space. And you do everyone a disservice, not just yeah, exactly. you. You don't just do it to yourself; you do it to others. But you and like, if I found out that people that people hang out with us just because they felt they had to and they didn't actually want to, oh my god, I would be so. Inst- I'd be like, why? That that doesn't make me feel good. Like, I don't want you to do that. You know, like go do something else. It's okay. Like, I, I would. That's why I'm like, I know that if I'm there, I don't want to be there. And why would? And then, how does that help someone else? Being like, oh. You're here. Yeah, I don't want to be here. Well, then just go. You have those interactions. That's that passive. It's like, well, go. If you don't, if you don't want to come here, then don't. You actually make it worse. You make the situation worse because it's like, well, I feel like I'm obliged, and you open up this whole can of worms that you haven't even explored, and it's like, and then this, you this create this whole situation. You've had a lot of guilt, right? Yeah. Especially from upbringing, you you perceived that you have certain obligations to think, and it's out of your or your duty to fulfill those obligations. You know where from arises your guilt. Mm. You know you feel guilty because you you feel perhaps as though you you won't measure up to that duty, or you can't carry out that duty that you you feel that yeah. you have yeah. to some certain ideal or whatever, mm-hmm. and that becomes very very detrimental, especially as you carry that with you unconsciously later later through life and you're starting this is obviously getting into you know your kind of demons and stuff where you don't realize actually where your blocks and attachments are and they become these internalized obligations to things which you don't even realize you have yet you carry them with you wherever you go so you have this sense of guilt or shame or these these hidden emotions or or feelings that block you whenever you come up in certain situations and and it's like dealing with those because I'm not saying abolish obligations because I have an obligation to you Mm. but it's about finding it's about making sure that your obligations are consciously chosen and you're aware of what they are and then showing up and putting them in the right priority order. Prioritizing and being aware of your obligations so that you can actually understand what what takes precedence and then what can you show up for authentically. I have an obligation to you that, that supersedes my work, your work and anything. Yeah. Your well-being and our well-being is so much more important to me because we need each other. Yeah. And we mean and we love each other and we want what's best for each other. And so that means we have to prioritize ourselves ourselves above everything, right? And also we we are our work. Like your All mind is your work. 
and I, my body is my work and I have to be as clean as I can so that I can be clear, a clear channel for my work as you are for your writing and how you express yourself and for us to be able to communicate. Obviously, the work is the second thing and we're first, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like adding on to that. Yeah, but, like, it, but it's also like our values, like what, values, what is important yeah. to us becomes like our obligation to remain authentic and true to and what true it is to that it. we actually value. Yeah. And then so we can we can show up and be embodying what we value in all, our, all the situations we're in yeah. as opposed to being in a situation that we don't value, faking it, putting on a facade, basically presenting a lie to everyone around us and to, our, and to ourselves. And to ourselves, yeah. It's, uh, to me, it's a great disservice uh, to the situation and everyone in the, situation, in the situation if yeah, you're there you authentically because you're there on, on false pretenses. Yep. And I don't know, that that to me just has become more and more apparent as we've gone through this and it continues to sort of come up. Yeah. Well, yesterday, even when I was walking around trying to figure out what it was and I realized that there was a certain guilt that I was holding on to. I'm like, I, I feel guilty because I need to, um, there's, there's a level of guilt and I'm still feeling like I feel like I'm responsible to fix it. I'm responsible to show up. I'm responsible to to handle the situation the way everyone wants me to handle the situation and to, to keep peace in the family. Whereas right now, this peace is all a lie. And this is what I feel. I'm like, I don't feel, and it's not coming like, intuitively to me that this is the right situation i'm actually very concerned about the situation and what it could actually turn into but again i'm not going to put my focus there because it's not mine to deal with it's not my responsibility right now we are my responsibility i am my responsibility and our relationship is and our life is well the the other thing is like over time you know when you're putting all the other things before you and what your values and where your where your focus is you're covering yourself. You yeah, suppress. You, move away you, you from suppress yourself, yourself right? Yeah. And you become, like I said, you become resentful. You internalize that rejection of you, because and and you reject yourself yeah. when you do that. You know when you kind of you conf- when you, you confront the environments that aren't conducive to your to your growth and your development. Well, then you that kind of perhaps registers itself as some sort of rejection, which then there's nothing you can do with that feeling externally because it's not their fault. Yeah. So you t- you kind of turn it turn inwards it on yourself, and then yeah. you kind of start to reject your own values, and then that rejection of values is like a contradiction, and then you end up <laughs> resenting, and you you end up living resentfully. And, th- and then what good are you to anybody? To anybody, exactly. And that's and this is where uh, to me it's it's about having an awareness of of you, your priorities, your values, and all that type of stuff, and then actually staying true to them in as many situations as you can, so that you can actually show up as you are for yourself, and then for everyone else. For everyone else. That's yeah. why it's like we have this misconception, misconception, I believe, of what it is to be selfish, and we feel as though. Like we, so many things are hailed as being selfish and that's a sinful thing to be. And we feel guilty when we have those those tendencies towards what we would otherwise deem as being selfish. And what we're actually doing is sacrificing ourselves unnecessarily and making and putting ourselves worse. Like we're, we're making ourselves worse off by doing it. And so we're not able to actually show up for anything in the way that the best way best that we way. can. Yep. We're, we're showing up as, as, a, as, a, as a husk of what we could be. And it's like, how about instead we reprioritize a little bit, mm-hmm. rechange our definitions a little bit, and then actually focus on what is going to be, what's more detrimental to the situation, that I show up as fully myself and as fully in the situation as I can be, or I show up on false pretenses, inauthentically, I put everyone else before me, and I I resent myself for it, and I resent everyone else around me for it. Yeah. And then over time, I become a, a depressed shell of a person who's yeah. just constantly, who's just full of resentment and spite. You know, that's that to me. It's 
It's a no-brainer to me. That's that's what our current conception of what it is to be selfish leads us to. Yeah. As opposed to well, going, yeah. you know, you know what? I, I actually embrace a little bit about who I am, what I'm about, and I want to stay true to that and carry that out. And I want everyone else to see it because it makes me feel good. Yeah. And I want to share that with people. That. Yeah. I want to be there with people who are interested in that. Yeah. And, but, or, or like, you know, even if people, it, it's also getting yourself into, because not everyone's going to have the same values as us either. No. And but, so it's not about expecting that every situation, Everyone, only yeah. going into situations where people yeah. are going to respect no, that. No, no. But I think it's, 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 well, we need to, I think we need to be able to find the strength of, of who we are and really get to know who we are and what we're about so that we can actually carry ourselves really with, you know, with, with, with great authenticity in all our environments and all our situations and know what we're getting out of every situation. Absolutely. But that's what I was doing yesterday. So like I, we could have gone, I would have been unauthentic because my whole body was saying, no, God, no, this is not the time. No, 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 no. I was being pulled away. My whole body was shaking. I could feel like the electricity in my body. I'm not even kidding. I felt like there was lightning bolts shooting through my body saying no, because I, I asked, I was like, Am I being like, do we go? There was a consider, and then this whole body experience happened. I was like, oh, okay, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. But I want to know why. I don't want this to be a no because I'm uncomfortable. But that's that, not that's, enough for me. That was the question. It's like, is the answer no because you don't want to go? Yeah. Um, no. Or is it because it doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do? Yeah. And I, because I've, I've tapped into my yes and no, my uh uh-huh, I'm like, it, this is a huge no, but I want to know why. Because I still feel shit. I still feel triggered. I'm still angry. I'm still this the the person that I came here as. Yeah, that's all of that I was feeling again. And I'm like, I don't. Want, I'm not this person anymore. But it's been a it's been a month here, and I am someone else. Because in my head, there was something convincing me, being like, yeah, but but you know, it's your, it's your family. Oh, but it's your family, and it's that. And I'm like. I'm sorry, but that doesn't feel right to me to just do that. And that's that obligation. And it's not that I don't love them. It's not that any of that. It's right now in this situation as it is and where I am in my growth and what I'm doing and where my priorities are, it's something that is not for me to do. And, you know, yeah, they would totally see it as selfish. Being like, oh, you don't love us anymore. You don't want to be around us anymore. And that's one of the most hurtful things. Because I have never felt more rejected in my life than I do, than I have in the last, say, two years by not even, not, not just, you know, the world, but, <laughs> but my family, the people that I, uh, you know, I grew up with that I, I love and that I, I respect and that I, I support and, you know, not getting that back is a, is a whole, like for me to be completely rejected, like look where, look where we are. And I don't mean to, to, to say it in a, in a bad way, but it's like, this this is where we're at alone again isolated what am I supposed to do and if I'm feeling triggered that's mine that's mine to carry not anyone else's and I'm glad we've been here because we've been able to sort through a lot of things that don't align with us anymore not not for not anyone else for us what am I believing what am I holding on to what guilt am I holding on to why do I have guilt why do I think this way why am I holding this belief and how can I be better because there's a version of me that I'm aiming at that is not this person that I am now. So how can yesterday I was like, how can I transform this guilt, this feeling, this little voice inside my head being like, you, but this is, this is, you know, it's been so long and you know, it's good to show up and you have to, and the kids miss you and all, all these things. 
And it's like, I still would be showing up inauthentically. I would still be showing up as a lie. I would not want to, I don't want to be there. Not because I don't love them again. Not because of those reasons, because it doesn't feel, obviously there's something else that I need to overcome. And it was so funny because I got, uh, uh, you know, the internet's been going crazy yeah. and there's like Mercury, we've been in Mercury retrograde for the last month and it's been hilarious because, um, Mercury is also like communication and thing. And we have had, we've been sent here for this whole Mercury retrograde to deal with, to deal with this. And so that their communi- lines of communication aren't crossed and aren't, you know, uh, miss and like, cause it was already bad enough. Could you imagine what it would have, like, it was horrible enough. Could you imagine what it would have been like if we were still under that roof and in Mercury retrograde, the chaos? I don't even know. I don't even want to think about it, to be honest. But this morning, um, one of the girls, one of the women I follow was like, Mercury retrograde's ending. And this was after I made a decision to not not participate. And um, she said, it's like Mercury retrograde ends in like two days. And it's like still not a time it's not a time to um, to have that conversation that you think you need to have. It's not the time to integrate. It's not the time. I'm like, oh, thank God, because my whole body was like electricity, like that, um, uh, like um, like that. What's it called? Because um, Mercury rules technology as well. It's kind of like those signals, all these like technology single signals that was just saying no, 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 no. All this electricity pulsating through my veins, going no, this isn't this isn't right. I was like, thank God. I'm like, okay, I have made the right decision. But I've also made the right decision for them because I don't want to bring this energy that I'm in there. That would be so wrong and horrible. And I know that no one wants that. And I don't, I don't, they don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. They don't deserve to have my lie, to have, to have, to have a persona of me that isn't true, that isn't real, that I'm trying to actually break away from. We've gotten more time here. Even if it is just two weeks, because so I, I want to, you want to turn up, wanting to be there and be involved and be a part of it. You know, yeah, I don't, my family, I love. Like them. I said, it's it's that internalized resentment that would have you acting out of that re- internalized resentment, which would probably end up, you know, we make ourselves scarce, we we'll take ourselves away, we will go back to like There'd our room, snide or, comments, and exactly, or, you know, you don't know, you know, you like av- know. avoid the situation even while we're in it type thing, and not want to have conversation, and I don't want that, I don't want to no. be like that, no. but that's exactly how you know it would end up, yeah. and. And that's not fair to anyone in the environment. Absolutely not. And I don't. It's a disservice to everyone. That's like my whole point. It's like I'm not just. This isn't just me being like, oh, I, you know, I'm, you know, emotional, and I just don't want to go, and I'm just decided I'm not going. It's like no, that's like not how I make decisions anymore. I really think about my decisions. I had to stand there and face myself and say, you know, you still feel guilt, the guilt that, you, and you've accepted this. And what are you going to do about it? And holding myself accountable and taking responsibility for my discomfort and what I'm being triggered for. That is not comfortable. That is not the easy fucking route. That is so difficult. And I, I've had to stop my work for two days because there's this energy, probably that, coming up and I've been having to deal with it. I had to deal with it, especially yesterday. Especially that being an interruption to like – like what, what a time to interrupt me when I'm in my visualization trying to move forward and asking for my, like, how do I move forward? Where do we go? What do I look? Maybe you're saying you have to, in order to move forward, you have to deal with this thing in the past. And that's, that's exactly right. That's what came to me this morning. I was like this, in order for us to move forward, in order for us to manifest this opportunity, because it's waiting for us. I know it. I know it to, in my cells because otherwise I would not have had that vision. There would, it would have been very different. The fact that that vision was brighter, that it was stronger and clearer means that we're moving toward it very quickly because there was no time frame on when I had it. 
before. There was no time frame on it now, but I feel everything is clearer. The, the, the feeling of it is closer and we're manifesting it and it feels like it's here already within us. It's just about there's a couple of things that I need to deal with and this was a huge one because this was like it would nearly it sent me spiraling nearly but I would not let like because I was like I can't I can't think because I've got a migraine I've had a migraine for two days and I'm sitting there picking cards and flipping them out and I'm like well this is not the energy to pull cards you idiot because it was like um there was like opposition and and like triggers and all these like conflict and I'm like well this is really not what I'm asking I know that that's what's happening and it's like obviously and I'm like okay hang on I get the point it's for me to get up and go outside and deal with this and you have to do that. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your inner being because if I want to be better and I want to be better in that situation, not just for me but for them, then I need to make sure that I am in the best, I'm in alignment and I'm in the best state I can be in, in an empowered state and what I've worked so hard on over the last month that we've been here and the changes we have made in our mind, body and souls. And it has been, I, can, I, can't, I can't believe how, how how much strength we've gained here and how much knowledge we've 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 gained about ourselves and how we want to be and how how quick we can actually make things happen when we're in our own space and i'm like i'm i'm scared that when we get to that dream it's like we're not going to have more but i'm like mm mm there is so much to life life is a an amazing playground that we, you know, there are so many sections of it that we still have yet to explore. And I'm so excited to do that because this is a mere like tiny little part of it that it's old. This playground is breaking for me. It's not for me anymore. And I, I'm wanting a bigger playground. I, and I want to expand because it's in my nature too, but I have a duty. I have something to do. I've been called and I've said yes to this work I've been called to do something and I'm devoting myself to it. And I've, you know, I've devoted myself to you and we've devoted ourselves to this, ourselves to this work and the life that we want to live. Our, our lives and our, our charts actually blend so beautifully. We understand each other. We know we can work together. And I mean, anyone can if they, if they learn about each other. But ours, I feel, is it's something for it, it helps me because we need each other in order to do our work. And, but we also need certain things to fulfill our work because we've, we've given ourselves to this purpose for whatever, whatever it is and whatever it looks like. It's just this calling. And when you, when, when you have a calling and you can hear it and you know that it's a calling and it's not just, uh, I want to do this today. Or I feel like I want to do this. And it's like, this is something that I'm here for. This is something that I need to do. You, you will devote yourself to it. And I'm devoting myself to it because it keeps coming back to me. It came to me at 22, it came to me, you know, three years ago and it came to me again today. And it's like, okay, every day it gets stronger. And I, it's not that I don't have a choice. I, it's part of me. I want to, but I also know that it's something that I need to do. And it's not, it's not the easiest path. It's quite difficult. But if this is for my highest good and the highest good of everyone connected to me, then so be it. And we just have to see it unfold. Yep. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it's recasting the idea of selflessness as, as not being a self-sacrifice at the altar of others. And it's self-sacrificing yourself to yourself. 
And that's where you, you can overcome, you overcome that and you continually improve on yourself and you get to fine tune yourself, I guess, over time. And you can more authentically understand yourself and also show up mm. in, in situations with others. I was going to talk about um, that selflessness. It's like, yeah, you, you think by helping everyone and everyone and doing everything for everyone is, is that selflessness is going to put you on a, a pedestal. You, you fall deeper and you hurt yourself and you cover yourself and you lose well, yourself. Because you never know actually how well you can benefit a situation when you're constantly focusing on, on external externalities to kind of guide your mm. response to a situation. It's like, what are you? Who are you? How can you contribute to a particular situation in the most beneficial way that that situation calls for? And if you don't want to ask those questions, if you don't look internally first to try and understand a little bit about what you can actually provide, well, then you're forever going to be blown around by the whim of the situation. And mm. the situation is going to be the one that's in charge and is going to determine how you're going to respond as opposed to you yourself. And so ultimately, you, you continually sacrifice yourself and your own internal inclinations at the altar of that external situation. And then that being the case over time, yeah, you kind of grow up. You, you, you grow to to get used to accustomed to ignoring yourself and then you become i guess a like i said like a husk of what you could have been and you also, as a result of that and that, that that to me is not that's not a selfless thing to do i think that that's a i think that like i said that that is selfish because it's like you have withheld yourself from this situation and you have allowed the situation to determine you who you are and what you are as opposed to you determining who you are and what you are and taking responsibility for that. Because taking responsibility is not selfish. Continually, no, continually giving yourself up to the environment, I think is just, it's a, it's a way of, of not, of uh, avoiding. Well, it's that the the classic people pleaser. Like we, we don't realize that. I'm like, uh, I I have been pleasing. I, I, you know, I do it occasionally from time to time or I have in the past. Um, especially when it comes to family, you know, I want to be, I want to be seen and I want to, I want to make sure that everyone likes me. And I used to do it quite a lot, even growing up in in my circles, because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be seen as who I really am, which every time I am a little bit of her, it's rejected or it's not liked or it's called weird or, you know, I don't fit in. It's like when everyone wants to do the same thing and I realize in my body that I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather sit at home and read a book or I would, um, I want to go here instead, but no one else wants to. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to shut that up because the majority rules and you give yourself up to that and then you're inauthentic and you're trying to have a good time. And then, yeah. And then you get to the point where I got, where it was like, who the fuck am I? And who have I been? Who have I been for the, for my life, for the last 22 years? It doesn't fit anymore. This doesn't fit. I don't know who I am. And you're asking, you get to the question, you're like, oh my God, I have not been living within my body. And this isn't to say either, like once, if you do start, sort of start to hear those inclinations and you start to act in a little bit more of an authentic way that's authentic to you, it's not to say that others then have to accept you. No. No. But I think what actually is the case is that you're probably less likely to be accepted by others, but that doesn't bother you as much. Yeah. I think that's ultimately what ends up happening. I think when you start to... Okay, this yourself. is yeah. When you start to accept yourself, you care less about the acceptance from others and having that external validation uh, fr- from others. And I think it's it's a more insecure person that requires external validation that projects what they want to be themselves onto others. And so there's a difference between knowing who you are authentically and inauthentically projecting what you would like to be onto mm-hmm. the situation. And so I think when you actually start to understand and delve within and just and say, ah, oh, okay, like this, this makes sense to me. I value this. This makes me feel good. 
Um, it, do, it matters less because then, yeah, then you start to act according to that. You're like, oh, it feels actually really good. But, you know, I'm starting to have a bit of fun with life. Yeah. And then it actually matters less necessarily how others are with you and what they, what they think of you. Uh, but and, and you and you're able to, I guess, get along with a bit more harmony with everyone mm. else around you because and you're not relying on them being a certain way in order for your well-being to right. be maintained because yeah. you're able to do it yourself. Yeah, and it's and that's not a fucking easy thing, you know. Like no, I said, I was about to say, yeah, go. Oh well, you know, even with this situation, it's it requires like yeah, you have to do a bit of that soul searching and understanding where you fit in this particular environment, in this particular situation, and who you are and how you can actually contribute meaningfully to and it to the best of my ability. So that so that you you are actually best representing yourself, and you can actually best show up in an authentic way for those around you as well. Yeah, and I think obviously with in the absence of that, it's like. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet to be in this particular environment because I still have things that I need to work out for myself. Yeah. It's not that I'm not ready to be there because you or because no. that or any yeah. of that. It, it's I'm not ready to be there for myself yet. That's what I'm. That's what was coming up. I thought that it was others. I thought it was particular people, but I'm like, it's not. I don't feel comfortable. I am the one that's triggered. I am the one who's not feeling good. I was invited. I'm not the one that feels good. So obviously I am not ready to be in that situation because there is something that I need to sort out. I need to figure out why I feel this way. Obviously I haven't, I've, I've hidden this or put this thing, this shit aside, this feeling aside under the rug somewhere in here where we're at. So I didn't have to deal with it because I thought that I dealt, dealt with it. Okay. Yeah. Time has gone by, but I was, that's like my own worst enemy. I always say, you know, time doesn't actually heal anything. You heal yourself if you want to. You make that you make that call whether you want to heal now or tomorrow, or in ten years or you make that call. You make it unconsciously and you make it consciously. That's the the thing. It's like we're like, oh, it's going to take forever. It's like yes and no. Once you get to the core, once you get to the root of the problem, you know, you know what? Like I do feel better today. However, there's still this ripple effect that is happening in my body from making that decision because it, it's a lot bigger than just simply not going. So because I have, I have things to do. There's a lot of other, other factors that are, that are, that are coming in. And that's what happens when you do this work and everyone will tell you, a lot of people will tell you, especially if they're doing consistent self, uh, self care and self um, development work is that when you, when you, you fix one thing or you, you come to, through to, to a realization about one thing then something else pops up. It's like when you when you realize that like who have I been? Who have I been all my life? And then all of a sudden, it's not just going to affect you; it's going to affect the people around you, and then the, everyone that you know, every single person that has crossed your path, it affects them because they've got an image of you, and that image is changing, and they're going to react to that, and the situations are going to change. You're going to go here and not go there, and you're going to choose to go here or not there. You're going to choose to go there and not here, and there everything changes along with it like literally everything and and you keep getting surprised and hits with now that I've cleared this there's something else that's happening that's rumbling and I'm like I've got to go deeper and deeper and deeper so this is ended so we can move forward so I don't have something that I'm not holding on to something that's not real and something that I'm believing in my head and the thing that's like keeping me rooted and in a situation, because I've put myself there. I'm the one who's attached myself. No one else has. I've attached myself. I've done it. And I, I'm the only one who can unhook that said root and be like, I'm going this way. And necessarily so, because if you're relying on someone else to unhook it, someone else might never unhook it and oh, you will no. forever be hooked. So the, the responsibility for it has to be on you. Yeah. 
in order for you to actually be able to move anywhere. Don't, you know, it's not a bit, don't, when it comes to things like that, like internal growth and, and developing yourself, it, it is your responsibility and necessarily so, because if your personal growth is relying on somebody else, well then obviously you're going to be at the mercy of someone else and they might never do the thing and you'll just remain, you'll remain in this rut. Also because they might not know. (laughs) Exactly. There's a whole bunch of different reasons, but ultimately when it comes to you and your own work and achieving what it is that you want to achieve, like this is what I've learned. You have to do it. You have to do it yourself. And it's, it's not no an admonishment gonna... of every, anyone else. It's, mm-hmm. it's saying, no, your, your priorities and your values are your responsibility to uphold and to maintain, not anyone else's. And so that's, that's something that I've continued to be shown in our experience mm-hmm. here is that it's for us to continue to figure out our shit yeah. and not project that shit onto anyone or else. blame anyone. And, and do any, and any of that sort of really yeah. fun stuff. But anyway, we might wrap it up and leave it there for this episode. Yes. That was a mighty lot of fun. Again, you don't really know where these conversations will go. No. I didn't know what we are going to talk about today. No, neither. And we're at number 49. Tomorrow is episode 50, oh the half gosh. ton. Hey. We'll actually get a badge on Podbean for that. Oh, will we? Yep, yep. Aww. 50 episodes. We've got our 1 and 10. Then we'll Aww. get a 50. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get a badge for a thousand listeners, so a thousand downloads. We're not there yet, but we are in the hundreds for downloads. That's fine. Just, just FYI. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Oh, so Thanks, it's, listeners. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really appreciate Getting us, get, helping us get those Podbean badges. Oh. <laughs> hey. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, my Instagram is logan.d.gray and my Substack is, which I, again, working on. I haven't posted yet. I even had a bit of a realization about that yesterday, a little bit too. But uh, you know, talk about it tomorrow. Potentially, yeah. We'll okay. see. We'll see how we go because I really want to get to it. But again, I, I just I think I have to really slow down, cut myself back a little bit, get out of my own head to do with all of this. Nice. Uh, and, and and sort of actually reset my approach to it. Oh, so, taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably what I'm going to do. But my Substack is uh, logangray.substack.com. Uh, and the email address for the podcast is itppc at protomail.com. And my Instagram is yuja.gray and my website is yuja.gray.com. Go check it out. And if you would like any of my services, come and or even just to reach out. Reach out. I'd love to love to have a conversation. But yeah, book a session if you're interested. If uh, you've liked anything you've heard and you feel as though you'd like to give us money. And if that's, you- <laughs> uh, uh, or, or if you want to have um, a visual experience, like <laughs> also your art yeah. that is your gallery, because you still haven't changed that into a shop yet. Your on oh, your I website. haven't. No, no, it's it's been a hard. Yep. Can you hurry the fuck up? I'm sorry. I'll ask my migraine that. Yeah, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, get in yeah. touch. Um, uh, what else? I was going to say one more thing, but it has slipped my mind, so it can't have been all that important. I love you. I love you. And have a blessed day. Have a blessed day.